and welcome to Checked Out. We're broadcasting from Euclid Public Library in beautiful Euclid, Ohio. I'm Casey Armstrong, Director of the Library. And I'm Mike Stein, Assistant Manager of Adult Services. We talk about our favorite books, movies, services, and events with our favorite people in our favorite community. Each podcast will feature a theme. Today, we're talking about a new reading challenge called Cuyahoga Reads. That is a program in which Greater Cleveland Libraries join together to help young people in Greater Cleveland who have fallen behind in their literacy skills due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And our special guests today are Angela Flowers, who is co-owner of Making a Difference Consulting, and Christine Piles, Youth Services Manager here at Euclid Public Library. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. So let's just get right into it. Tell us what Cuyahoga Reads is and who can participate. Sure. Cuyahoga Reads is a partnership between all of the libraries in our county. We are trying to address COVID-19 related uh, learning loss for K-12 students and their families. We are trying to foster positive reading habits in families. And we are also offering targeted literacy programming in all of our communities. And that was Christine. Angela, what's your role in it? So our role with Making a Difference Consulting, we are the contract provider that is coming in to deliver some of the literacy programs within each system. So we have offered and designed programming for K-12 in order to help our young people um, recover with the literacy loss. So I understand that there's a big kickoff event happening in the next couple of weeks. Christine, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I'm very excited about this event. It is on August 5th, which is a Saturday at the Great Lakes Science Center from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. All of the partner libraries will be there, along with Making a Difference Consulting and some of our other partners, such as Overdrive, Reach Out and Read, Connecting for Kids. We've got lots of great opportunities for you to get free books at the event. Uh, The main goal is to provide a fun learning experience for families for free. So everyone who comes to the event that day we'll get free admission to the museum and then the libraries will be providing information about Cuyahoga Reads and giving away tons and tons of free books. And do you have to sign up for it ahead of time? Can you just show up? How do you get involved in it? Just show up. Everyone who shows up to the museum that day, whether they know it or not, will get free admission. Angela, you mentioned that the goal is to really help our students overcome some of the challenges related to the pandemic. And of course, as libraries, we always want to inspire the love of reading. But can you go into a little bit more detail about the types of programming that you're offering? And what makes that a little bit different from a traditional library story time? Yes. So some of the programs are specific where we're looking at sight words in general, for our K-3 and with some of the programs like our Ready to Read program and our boot camps, what we're doing is we're taking a fun theme, but then we're turning that into an opportunity to have a story, ask some guiding questions for comprehension, but also we are allowing our young people to actually read out loud too for fluency. And so we know that with um, literacy and reading, there are different components to being able to learn how to read. So some of the programs focus on letter identification. So being able, especially for our young learners, our kindergarten and our first grade learners to be able to recognize just different letters 
constant sounds, but then also being comfortable with reading out loud. So having the confidence to be able to read out loud, be corrected, but then also identify what some of those letters are. So what we've been doing is offering families the opportunity to take home flashcards, giving them those reading lists as well to practice at home. But during the programs, we're going over some of the sight words. We actually are allowing them to have the stories out loud, but also read themselves. So it's based on the theme, but it's more of having them feel comfortable and then encouraging them to use their library cards to pick out books based on what the theme of the program was afterwards. So piggybacking on that a little bit, Christine, maybe you can tell us a little bit about how the pandemic has affected reading rates in the area and why this program is so badly needed. So um, we are finding that just anecdotally from working in a library, that children are one to two years behind in terms of reading level. We're seeing third graders who still barely know their sight words. We're seeing kids at an older age being ready for chapter books. So everything's kind of changed a little bit. And here at Euclid Public Library, we've made some changes to how we shelve some of our early literacy materials to make it easier for parents to find these things. So we have our Hooked on Phonics kits, our Launchpad Reading Academy tablets. We've got all of our early readers in one area, so it's a one-stop shop. We've also changed the way we've kind of asked people about their reading level. We would just assume in the past, and I know this is probably bad, that a third grader was reading chapter books, and we cannot assume that now. So a kid comes in and they say, I'm in third grade. Can you help me find some books? And I'll say, are you reading chapter books yet? And they're like, no, not quite. So then we go over to the readers. We take a look at the readers, often what happens is I'm pleasantly surprised that the readers are too easy for the kids and they are ready for chapter books. So that's really great when we can go over to that area. But we are seeing a lot of kids who should be at the chapter book level and they are not quite there yet. So we need to have these programs in place, these strategies in place in order to get kids where they need to be for achievement. And each of you has used the term sight words. Could you explain what that term means? So sight words are those words that are frequently seen um, within reading material for that particular grade level. So they're going to be those common words that constantly show up. And the more and more kids are familiar with their sight words, whether they can read them, they can identify them or point them out in the material, the better equipped they are to actually being more fluent with reading. And so um, typically there's about 100 sight words for every grade level that young people are supposed to know. And of course, it increases with difficulty as the grade levels go up. But they do have sight words for K-12 for all grade levels. But we definitely want to increase vocabulary. But those sight words are going to be those basic words that show up a lot of times within the reading material. Thank you for explaining <laughs> Because I just think it's, um, it's really helpful for families to understand how many steps are involved in helping our young people really learn how to read. And I don't think you can get away with like skipping steps, right? <laughs> but you talked a little bit about the sight words. And Christine, you, you focus a little bit on the importance of the program. Can you talk or provide some advice and guidance to families who have different age or different grades as they're trying to navigate this with multiple children. So how can they, as a parent, you know, I have the third grader who might be behind and I might have the seventh grader who might be behind. How do I navigate that? 
So I would just say, too, for the uh, parents looking to see the level that the child is on first and foremost, but encouraging the reading. So we know that the more kids and the more that families read. So just modeling what you want to see. So as a parent, making sure that you talk about the importance of reading, but you read with your children. So it, it really doesn't matter what the children are reading. The purpose is that they're reading so they can find things that they're interested in to read. So finding out what your kids are interested in, exposing them to material that can be read. Sometimes we don't even think about literacy when we're reading the labels on our cans of food, right? So those are easy things to identify that can be read, but reading is involved in mostly everything that we do. So just incorporating it just the love of reading, but also too, as a parent, modeling reading, whether it's a magazine, whether we're reading something off of the internet, maybe it's a recipe, maybe it's an actual book, but just showing ourselves reading, but then also too, making that an everyday routine for our kids. 20 minutes or more of reading is good because that does increase the fluency, the longer that the kids are reading, but also comprehending. So if you have younger children as they're reading or you're reading with them, asking some of those guiding questions to make sure that they understand what they just read. So sometimes we have our children that may have some difficulties with comprehension. So we have to make sure we're asking those questions. Well, what just happened? The who, what, wins, and where's. You want to ask those, those W's to find out if they understand the, the material before moving on to the next level. And for some of the older kids too, it could be um, just making sure that they have material that they enjoy reading. And then just saying, okay, we're going to read as a family. This is something that we're going to do. You also can't actually play games with your family. So whether it's Scrabble, um, coming up with some words and creating a spelling bee, or it's any of those types of games where you're going back and forth with definitions and things like that. So that can be family centered. So it doesn't really matter that you have younger kids and older kids, the older kids can help the younger kids. So it's just finding what works for your family, but making sure it's reinforced. I'm laughing a little bit because Scrabble is a bit competitive in my family. <laughs> We're actually not allowed to play Scrabble anymore in my family. <laughs> but um, that's a great suggestion. Uh, Mike, do you want to talk more about the buses? Yeah, I understand there's advertising on the RTA buses driving around town. Can either of you tell us a little bit about that? Have you seen them yet? I haven't seen any yet. We've seen them out and about. There are uh, 15 buses that have middle section of the bus that says Cuyahoga Reads. There is one bus that is a full wrap bus. So the entire thing from front to back is wrapped with our marketing pieces. There are also some interiors on the buses and the rapids and some shelters that have some some information. In the buses and on the shelters are QR codes that families can scan to get access to Libby, um, which is an app where you can download books and ebooks and e-audiobooks. And then they can also sign up for a digital library card so they can begin reading right then and there. They do not have to stop into their library building to get a library card. They can get one immediately through the Libby app. So we're just trying to meet people where they are and encourage them to read. Well, I've got a pretty busy bus route right outside my window. So I'm going to be looking out the window every time I hear a bus to see if one of those drives by. Now, at the kickoff event on August 5th, what are people going to do? They get a free book. You get to go to the museum, the Science Center. Uh, are there any particular exhibits they should people should be looking for that are related to this? 
or what else is going to be happening there? There are no specific exhibits, but because you are getting in free, I am encouraging families to take in as much as they can. This will be a great opportunity for many families because admission costs a lot of money. So we are trying to ease the burden to allow families to um, attend this fun day. You won't be getting just one book. There will be lots of free books. So um, we will have tens of thousands of books available for patrons to take home. Studies show that children who own their own books are more likely to have higher reading skills. So we want to help build home libraries to enrich the reading skills and the desire to read in families across our county. And I'll let Casey jump in in just a second, but I wanted to make sure this is a program that goes all the way through the end of next year, all the way through December of 2024. So it's not just this one day event. What are kind of some of the follow-up things that are expected or that you think people should do to keep improving their literacy rates? Well, I think they should come to Making a Difference Consulting's fund programs at all of our library locations. They will be doing two programs per month at each library, and these were research-based. So they looked at the Ohio Department of Education um, report card. They spoke with administrators at the schools. They had interviews with the library staff to figure out what the specific needs were. So we didn't just throw darts at a wall. This is very specific and intentional, and we are targeting the literacy skills of very specific groups in our communities. And every communities group is different. So those programs reflect that. So you need to come to the programs. I also think you should participate in the reading challenge. Like Angela mentioned, it's all about building those habits and modeling the behavior. And that is what our reading challenge through Beanstack is setting to accomplish. We want to build habits. Research shows that it takes 20 to 251 days to build a new habit. So for every 20 days that you read, you will earn a badge in our challenge up to 200 days. They do not have to be consecutive, but we would love that if you could build your habit. Um, so participating in the challenge, also coming to our kickoff event, getting the free books, uh, just staying alert of what your library is doing over the next year and a half and beyond. Well, I was just thinking uh, about some of the tips that Angela mentioned as far as just incorporating the literacy in everything you do. So when folks come to the Science Center, they can read together right there's instructions to read each exhibit has their own it has a name on it of course but it does have directions on how to use the exhibits too and then there's also going to be some history behind it so depending on the exhibits that they are um actually in a science center using it'll have some reading material too and so um, we can encourage the families to make sure that they're reading those as well and then going back and if they take a picture with themselves in front of it tagging Cuyahoga reads as well so we definitely want to make sure that the hashtag gets out there hashtag Cuyahoga reads making sure that they go to the website as well so that they can search the calendar and find additional programs but definitely um that day at the, the science center our table will have some school supply giveaways. We'll have some bookmarks to encourage them to use those in the new books that the libraries are providing. But we definitely want to make sure that they are continuously reading. And I, I also thought, you know, since the ads are on the buses, you know, that's another opportunity for parents. Um, if you're sitting on a bus and you got a 30 minute ride, great opportunity to download uh, the materials onto your phone and, and read with your child while you're on the bus or, or listen to a nice title while you're on the bus. Anything else we want to know about the Cuyahoga Reads program or Make a Difference Consulting? 
Well, I have a, a thing to suggest. This is Christine. So Angela touched on this a little bit, but um, making sure that you are encouraging the young reader in your life to, to read what they want. I am a big fan and proponent of graphic novels and audiobooks. And you may have a child who is a visual learner or an auditory learner or may just enjoy these books. Please don't put down their interests. Please don't make them feel like a graphic novel is less than uh, a chapter book. Don't make them feel like listening to an audio book is less than anything else. Please support their reading interests because this is what will make them lifelong learners. Supporting what they want to read and allowing them to read is a key to, to literacy. Definitely. And I would also say too, if you have a child, like Christine said, that's visual, read alouds that are actually on the internet on youtube so actually checking out the hard copy of the book but also the read alouds because it will highlight the words and so that word recognition and being able to see the words in addition to feeling it because sometimes maybe your child needs to actually have the book in hand and go through and point for the word so read alouds are great but also um for for younger kids because they can see the story on their tablet or the phone or computer but then also having a hard copy as well so um just looking to see the type of learner that you have with your young person because that's important well i do like your suggestion to angela about cookbooks that's a great opportunity after a long day at work you're tired and you know you still have to make dinner why not, you know, whip out a recipe um, and let your child follow along so that they're reading and the meal is getting made at the same time. Great. It's a life skill. So now you're teaching them how to cook too. So it's a life skill in that as well with following directions for the recipe instructions, measuring. So there's some math in there that's involved as well. And so there's a couple of different points, especially if you're cooking together. So, Christine, I just want to, if you can, one more time, give us the website and give us the basic information uh, about Cuyahoga Reads one more time. Sure. Go to CuyahogaReads.org. Um, the event at the Great Lakes Science Center is on Saturday, August 5th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Anyone who comes to the museum that day gets in for free. So please bring the entire family, bring your extended family, bring everybody and make a day of it. You will get free books. You will be able to interact with community partners and your library. Um, in addition, please don't forget to click on the calendar on the Cuyahoga Reads website to see all of the great literacy programs we are offering through Making a Difference Consulting. Well, thank you very much, ladies, for joining us and for doing all that you're doing for this Cuyahoga Reads program. That was Angela Flowers from Making a Difference Consulting and our own Christine Piles, our Youth Services Manager here at Yucca Public Library. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And now, the news you cannot use. Just do not try to use this library news in any context. You will fail. From the end of June through early July of 2024, four people entered NASA's Habitat Simulator. According to businessinsider.com, the 3D printed 1700 square foot facility simulates the conditions of a year long trip to Mars. And NASA, like all smart and forward thinking organizations, added a library to the simulated habitat. They might have chosen better books for the library though. One of the titles seen in pictures of the simulator's library is Blind Descent, The Quest to Discover the Deepest Cave on Earth. Author James M. Tabor 
documents two adventurers who have spent months underground crawling through miles-long caves and contending with weeks of absolute darkness. Maybe not the warmest read for people spending just over a year in a confined space. We'll see if that book gets checked out during the simulation. 33 Worms vibe for three big trophies recently at the new Carlisle Public Library just outside Dayton. If you missed it this time around, you're almost certain to have another chance to attend in June 2024. That will be the 25th annual worm race at the library. According to the Springfield Sun News, children's librarian Maggie Buller started the worm race when she began her job at New Carlisle Public Library in 1999. This time, Wormy, Sir Squiggums II, and Raptor Blue were among the worms who raced on a six-foot wooden ramp in front of 75 spectators. After prizes were handed out, the racers were relocated to local gardens to live out their days. And that's the news you cannot use. Thanks for listening to Checked Out. You can learn more about Euclid Public Library by stopping in or going to our website, euclidlibrary.org. Mm-hmm.